Hello, I'm C. Stephen Ellis, novelist, and this is my podcast, The Writer's Mind. Here we will discuss all aspects that relate to the craft, business, and creative side of writing. For more information or a transcript of this podcast, please go to my website, www.cstephenellis.com, and that's Stephen with a V. So focus your ears because it's time to step inside the writer's mind. Hello, and welcome to The Writer's Mind. This is episode eight, and today we're visiting with Julia Drake of Wilderness Bound, a PR firm for authors. As always, I look forward to your thoughts and comments, so please send me an email at cellis at cstephenellis.com, and that's Stephen with a V. So today, I want to talk about workspace. I've never been one of those guys who goes to Starbucks, orders a macchiato, plugs in his computer, and works. I understand it. Even though you're not talking to anyone, it's nice to be surrounded by people. I've just never done it. Oh, I guess on the occasion when traveling and working in a hotel room, the maid needs to come in and clean the room. So then I'll end up going to some public place or the lobby and work. But day to day, I work out of my house. There are a lot of things I like about it. For one thing, I have the company of my dogs all day. For another, I have my computer, my chair, and my desk, all of which have been meticulously chosen to allow me to be as productive as I possibly can. On the other hand, the only contact I have with other human beings during the day is when I go to the store to get the ingredients for dinner. And I purposely do this every day so that I have an excuse to get out of the house. My local supermarket has gotten so used to seeing me that they know me by name. I'm kind of like Norm from the TV show Cheers, although not everyone in the store shouts my name when I come in. Also, every other day I go to the gym but there's really no interaction there. Everyone has their headphones on, listening to whatever motivates them to exercise. And I understand that. For me, the problem arises from being home and knowing there are so many things that need to be done just to keep the world spinning. There is dry cleaning that needs to be picked up, packages that need to be dropped off, a kitchen that never seems to stay clean, and of course, the most important part of the day, the delivery of the mail. It turns out these things are all time sucks. Ideally, I want to put in four to five hours a day just writing and nothing else. However, with everything else that needs to be done, it seems very impractical. For my last book, I was able to take two-hour train rides from Los Angeles. One direction, I went to Anaheim. In the other direction, I ended up going to Santa Barbara. And I have to say that I was more productive during the two hours on the train 
than I was working at home for two hours with all the interruptions that I have. So here I am now, working on book three, and I'm looking for a coffee shop, a restaurant, a bar, or any other place that has Wi-Fi where I can work uninterrupted. I'll let you know how it goes. So, where do you work? Do you work out of your home, or have you found that special place that allows you to be more productive? Let me know by sending me an email to cellis at cstevenellis.com. And as always, if you enjoy these uh, podcasts, leave a comment and uh, join up. Okay, so now let's step into the writer's mind and visit with Julia Drake. Hello, today the writer's mind is visiting with Julia Drake. Julia Drake is one of the co-founders of Wildbound Literary Promotion Company. It's in Los Angeles. Uh, she is the co-founder, I guess, with your husband, Jared Drake. And uh, from their website, Wildbound specializes in custom book companies that use the latest trends in traditional and digital media to build awareness for authors and their works. In addition, they also run Trailer Shelf, which is a place for book trailers and video advertising specific to books. She also wrote a travel book, Los Angeles Tour, Hollywood, Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, Venice Beach, a self-guided pictorial sightseeing tour in 2010 boy you're busy <laughs> i have a uh, you know a lot of uh, interests just like you <laughs> well i gotta say that the thing that actually drew me to you was a trailer shelf uh, mm -hmm. i um i put my first book trailer up there and I had no idea that it was just part of this much larger company. So uh, I want to start my questions with Trailer Shelf. <laughs> I can see that's going to be a problem. Trailer <laughs> Shelf. And uh, we'll go up to what you guys do with uh, Wildbound. Okay. Okay. So uh, with Trailer Shelf in mind, how long has it been around? I mean, first of all, how did you get started? How long has it been around? Actually, the official launch was just this morning, um, so <laughs> <laughs> so it hasn't been around that long. It's been it's been around in you know in the making um, for a long time, you know. Uh, but um, but it, the official launch was actually this morning. So so we have um, you know a lot of promotion, a lot of you know things that are coming up um, you know for the website, you know to kind of get it out there and get the word out. Um, and we're working with different publishers and authors, and you know so um, you know but. This morning, yeah. This morning was the official birth of Trailer Shelf. So when was it conceived uh, and how long has it been in its pre-existence? Uh, it was conceived um, it, uh, two years ago when my husband and I, we spoke at the um, the San Francisco Writers Conference. And... Um, the you know one of the the speaking engagements or the the topics that we we you know we like to talk about are book trailers and you know book trailers have been around 
for a while on the literary scene, but the the quality is just not very good. So I feel like there's a little bit of a stigma attached to um, to book trailers. And both my husband and I, we have we come from a film background. So for us, you know, it really was kind of a challenge to say, you know, how do we how do we bring books to screen to the screen um, without taking away the reader's imagination? Because that's obviously the the problem here. Because it's you know it's similar to a movie trailer, but with a movie trailer, you're actually going to watch the movie. Versus with a book, you really just want to inspire an emotional connection, you know, kind of get some visuals going in your imagination, but you don't want to take away from, you know, from the reader's imagination of, you know, actually reading the book. Because as you know, you know, we could all be reading the same book, you know, 100 people in a room and everyone would see something different in their head. So we don't want to take that away. Um, so that was kind of a fun thing for us to think about because we really love visual storytelling. And, um, and so our company, Wildbound, we specialize in high-end book trailers for our clients, um, you know, that have been featured in the New York Times, um, the New York Daily News, BBC, you know, and so on. And so we really thought, you know, let's, you know, let's kind of push the creative, um, you know, spirit in, in that, you know, in that arena and trailer shelf is kind of the, you know, place for that. You know, we really want to see what people can do and how they can use video creatively to promote books. So you also then produce the books as well as let other people put their trailers on your site. We produce book trailers. Yes, correct. For our clients. Yeah. And then for people like me who just, you know, make a trailer and then, you know, put it up on your site, is, is there a quality, of, uh, you know, some sort of uh, quality that they need to go through to make sure that it's okay, it's good enough, uh, you know, that it'll, that you think it's something that would be worthy of being on trailer shelf? Yeah, exactly. Because that's something that we really, you know, we feel like trailer, we want trailer shelf, you know, to, to be set apart from other websites that do feature book trailers um, by by going, you know, with very high standards for our for the videos. Um, so, you know, so every video that gets submitted goes through a rigorous, um, you know, review process by, um, you know, my husband and I, and then we have, you know, a couple of other um, people on our team that are, you know, either filmmakers or that are in the literary industry. So we really... Um, you know, it's really important to us that everything that's on the site is is just great and creative, and which is why we accepted your trailer because no, no. it was very creative and it was fun and it made you made us want to read your book. I mean, that's the whole point. You well, know, thank of, you. A video promotion. So, so I guess my follow up then is, who do you hope you, this audience is going to be, and how are you going to draw them into your website? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, I would say it's it's I think the target audience, you know, is, you know, is the modern reader, um, because, you know, as you know, video engagement, you know, drives everything online now. So, you know, people we live in a very visual society. Um, and so it's it's pretty much, you know, anyone who's, you know, watches things on their mobile phone, you know, anyone who, you know, pretty much, you know, any consumer. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I would probably say that the target audience is probably from about, you know, teenage, like 15 to, you know, 40, probably, you know, I think if you get a little bit older, then, you know, it, de it just depends, you know, on, on how you know, how savvy people are, you know, but I, I definitely feel like it's, it's a visual audience. Um, and then there's obviously the, the movie goer audience too. I mean, what we're, what we're hoping to do too, is get people who are probably not readers excited about a book about reading by actually watching some of these videos. So, um, so it's, it's a pretty mainstream audience that we're targeting. So do you hope that, uh, in the future you'll have some sort of link 
uh, to from areas where there are readers like Goodreads or uh, you know, BookBub will have some kind of link, or maybe even you know the reader forums in Edit or Reddit rather, something like yeah. that. Correct. That's what we're working on right now. So we're working with various publishers, like, you know, the big five, um, right. as well as independent publishers and authors. And also, you know, the, the, you know, the literary sites like Goodreads, you know, social literary sites, as well as, you know, the trending sites like, you know, LitHub and Daily Beast and BuzzFeed, um, you know, to work with us to make sure that, that we spread the word about, about the site. Okay. And now when I went on the site, I noticed that there was an option for a sponsored listing. So this is where we would pay an additional fee and what would happen? Um, if you, so there's, there's, you know, different, different options. Um, one is obviously that you get, um, you know, you get prime placement on the homepage somewhere, you know, in either the popular trailer section or staff picks, or, you know, your, you know, your book would be the cover image for a certain genre. So, you know, if you wrote a mystery, then, you know, it would be, your book would be the cover image for mystery. Um, and then we also are developing a, um, a mailing list, you know, a newsletter. So there's also placement in the newsletter. Okay. Well, that, that, that sounds excellent. Um, what about content control? Is there are there rules that need to be adhered to? For example, no swear words, no nudity, that sort of thing. You know, I think it's what would probably be on a case by case basis. I, I mean, I'm sure you know there are certain things that that you know, like you know, just graphic content or, you know, where we would have to just kind of see, you know, is it because it, it's supposed to be a mainstream site. So we feel like, you know, uh, um, you know, it's I mean, we really want to leave it up to our judgment, you know, and it's a team of four that that decides. And so we feel like we don't want to put rigorous standards on it. But, you know, I think it's it's more of a common sense sort of decision. OK. And um you know, for people who are producing trailers, or especially for the people who produce their own trailers, uh, mm -hmm. is there? Uh, do you think that there's a, I don't know, an appropriate link, a uh, length rather, for the size of a trailer? I mean, you know, not two minutes, a minute, thirty seconds. What do you think? The shorter, the better. I would say. Um, I, I would say the the best trailers are probably between a minute to a minute and a half. Okay, and yeah. and. Um, do you have any recommendations for people who are, you know, the do-it-yourselfers like myself who go out and try and produce their own trailers? Um, well, uh, there is on our website, um, there's actually a link where you can download our presentation that we do. It's it's about usually a three-hour presentation that we do as a speaking engagement. And it goes through everything from, you know, uh, story development to pre-production to production to post-production to distribution, promotion, you know, all of that. So um, I'd be happy to, to send you the link to download. Okay. And then... How do you think book trailers help? Do you really think they help move sales? Yes, I think they help in several ways. I think one, um, particularly for independently published authors or self-published authors, they really help build your credibility because, you know, I head up the media department at Wildbound and I would definitely say that a lot of media contacts, you know, they're they're so overwhelmed with, with all the books that, you know, get sent to them for review that obviously, um, you know, they will you know, most of the time they will, they will pass on a self-published book. They won't even really look at it. Um, but you know, if I can hook them with a, you know, a short trailer and you can say, and I can say, you know, take a look at this and it looks professionally produced, it looks enticing, then they, they, they might take a look at the book. So it opens doors, 
Um, you know, I also feel like there's all kinds of ways and you can, you can use it on social media. You can use it, you know, you can put it on your website. Um, if you do events, you can screen it at your events. It's always a great way to break the ice. You know, when you have a bunch of people in the room and, you know, you kind of want to get conversation going, you know, to just start off with a short trailer, you know, people just, it really helps discussion. Um, so there's, there's just a lot of ways that you can use the, um, your trailer. Well, that's really an excellent idea. I'll have to remember that next time. Yeah. I like that. So uh, well, I guess, so if somebody is actually going to uh, pay for you guys to come up with the trailer, how does that creative process work in terms of going back and forth in terms of what they want, in terms of what you think is actually better and more marketable? Yeah, um, I would say we really like to be involved in the very beginning in terms of the, the script development and, and brainstorming concepts. Because that's really that's really the golden core that everything springs from, you know. And and what we see a lot is like people have some sort of, you know, they go with the first idea they have, and then they don't really think about, you know, the the context and in terms of, you know, wh how much this is going to take to produce, you know. And they don't write a script; they just kind of go and start shooting stuff, and it just it just never works. So we really like to be there <laughs> at the very beginning, you know. You know, I mean, you've been in, you know, in the, you know, you've been in the film industry, you know. It's really there's just a lot of half-baked stuff. And so so we really come in in the beginning. We make sure that we come up with a great concept, you know, that's that falls in line with the budget that the author, you know, has. And then we write the script and, you know, oversee everything. And so, yeah. what, what would the turnaround time be for something like that? You know, it depends on how busy we are. But we usually, you know, we, we try to, you know, I would say about, about a month, a month to a month and a half. Okay. Yeah. So then certainly, especially the, the DUIers need to, and the independent authors, they need to plan ahead for this. Yes. They really need to keep it in the back of their mind when they're thinking about what their promotion is or what their promotional strategy is going to be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because you, I mean, what we mostly do with the clients that we work with that we produce book trailers for, we usually release the trailer about a month or so before publication date. To really, you know, get buzz going and, you know, and really kind of, you know, arc to toward the publication date and, and, you know, and bring awareness to to the release. And I didn't notice this, but are there is there a place for people to review the trailers to, you know, basically say, hey, I love this trailer or, oh, my God, I was so bored by this trailer. Is there is that going to be on the website at all? Um, right now, we, we don't have user interaction, you know, we, but at some point we do want it to become more of a social community, but for now it's, it's more of a, um, you know, we're the staff where we kind of decide, you know, what we want to feature and, and, you know, and, and so it's more in the editor editorial process, but at some point we will, um, you know, we will make it more social. Okay. All yeah. right. So as I said before, um, uh, uh, the, um, the trailers side is just sort of the tip of a much larger iceberg, uh, and that iceberg is called Wild Bound. And so uh, I don't know. So, I mean, first of all, how do you go? I think, I think your bio said that you're from Germany and you came out, you went to UCLA Film School. And how do you go from that to saying, let's start a, a book PR business? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of funny. Um, so um, I met my husband, Jared, at UCLA Film School. And, um, you know, we both, we just love storytelling. And so when we graduated from film school, you know, we produced um, our first feature with Zach Galifianakis. It was a, you know, dark, uh, dark comedy 
and um, you know we really kind of got our hands wet in the the you know the movie business, but you know as you probably know, I mean, it's, it's just really hard to get anything going, you know, and it's just, you know, we're kind of, you know, movers and shakers and we really just hate to, you know, uh, to keep waiting for things to happen. And so, you know, so we kind of started working with, uh, with writers that we knew that were, you know, frustrated, you know, screenwriters, most of them were screenwriters that were frustrated, you know, with this whole process and said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to write, write a book because, you know, with the book, you're, you're the God of the world. You finish the book, it's a finished product, you know, and you can get it out there and you can get, you know, readers to, to see it. And so, um, so we started working with these writers and we really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed the creative process. We really enjoyed that. We didn't need all these people to make something happen. Um, and so, so at some point, you know, one of one of the writers we work with just said, you know, wait, so you don't have your own business? You know, you don't have your own PR business? And we were like, oh, I guess maybe we should. Huh. And so, <laughs> and, you know, that's kind of how it happened, like really, really organically. Um, and um, yeah, and we just, you know, we haven't looked back since. So it's been uh, it's been a great ride. I'm going to make the assumption that you guys are both voracious readers. We are. We are. We're voracious readers, you know, voracious moviegoers. You know, we just, we really like stories. You know, we really like stories in, in any form that they come, you know. We also, we listen to audiobooks a ton, too. Um, you know, we really enjoy that as well. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, um, who can benefit from your company? Who are the people... That, that you know, I noticed on the website actually when I started looking at the books, I noticed most of them are from traditional publishing. I really didn't see anybody who would be a, an independent publisher. Are is that strictly your model, or does it do expand it and allow for a wider uh, clientele? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We have about. I would say about 70% of our clients are traditionally published and 30% are, are self-published or with a hybrid publisher. Um, and for us, it's just, you know, about whether we think that we can do something with the book, you know, whether we enjoy it and then also, you know, whether we feel like it's, it's viable in the marketplace. Um, you know, and I feel like with self-published authors, you know, we have some great self-published authors that really, you know, because as you know, too, as a self-published author, you really have to be your own publisher. You know, you really have to, you know, abide by the same, uh, you know, standards of quality than, than the big five, you know, because that's how it is. Like, no one's going to give you a break. No reader is going to give you a break saying, oh, it's a self-published book. So, you know, it doesn't matter that there are grammatical errors and that the website you know, is not up to snuff and, you know, and all of that stuff. Like, no, it has to be just like a traditionally published book. And, so, you know, and unfortunately, very few self-published authors do that. You know, they, they for some reason, it's, it feels like the ease of self-publishing almost invites, you know, being a little lazy, I guess, you know. And so we really love when self-published authors come to us and they're just on it, you know, because then it's like, okay, we know we can really work with this person and then we can do great things, you know. So... Um, so I think that's probably why we, you know, work with a little, little bit more uh, traditionally published authors because it's just kind of hard to find that person who really takes, you know, takes it seriously. Well, there's probably uh, uh, the financial side of things too, you know, to uh, get a book done and do it right with a good cover, yeah. with an editor, with a right. proofreader, all of that. That's going to cost some money, and yeah. some people are, you know, they're not willing to invest. They're too scared of their own ability to get mm -hmm. the word out. I think, and to mm -hmm. spend money on top of that makes it just seem, um, I don't know, uh, 
just kind of kind of not real, kind of not legitimate or illegitimate, right. I suppose, is the word I'm looking for. Right, so I'm, right. Well, I'm sure that's part of it anyways. Um, when you guys promote books, are you promoting uh, e-books? Are you promoting digital world? Are you promoting uh, paperbacks? Are you promoting hardbacks? Everything, everything. I mean, I, I definitely feel like, you know, if you want to reach the widest audience, you have to have a physical copy and an e-copy and ideally an audiobook as well. Because as you know, too, the audiobook industry is just going through the roof. So, you know, there's another, you know, whole section of, of, of your audience that you're not reaching if you don't have an audiobook. Um, do you do you help uh, shepherd people through the production of an audiobook at all? Um, we have done it like a couple of times. It's not something that we do a lot, but yes, we certainly do. We you know we we help them you know get set up with the right narrator and you know the right service and yeah. So that's we'll do that of course. Yeah. And so, what do you think about a company like AIX? Yeah, I think it's I think it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, oh. I think, you know, and, and there are many out there like that that are, you know, kind of open platforms and, you know, and I think it's, I think it's just, I think it's great. Yeah. I, I, I really would encourage, you know, any author, you know, to, you know, to, to produce an audiobook. I think there's, you know, a lot of great things you can do with it. Do you have an opinion of people who go and pay for an actor versus doing it themselves? Well, I would say, you know, it always helps you know, you see it in movies too. I mean, you know, animated movies, you know, there, there's something, it's a trend, you know, with using actors' voices to, to narrate, you know, movies or audiobooks. And it sure helps to have someone that, that is a known quantity, I think. Um, you know, I think it might be a little bit more important if you are, uh, you know, a self-published author or if it's a book that's not a genre book. Um, you know, we, we always see that if you have a genre book, like, you know, thriller, mystery, romance, you know, it's, it's a little bit easier because there's just the, the, you know, readers for that, for those genres, they're just very, you know, you know, I wouldn't say, I mean, they, they just read voraciously. And so I think it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit easier to, 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 you know, reach your audience with that. But if you have like something that's like literary fiction or, you know, kind of cross genre or something, it's definitely good to have someone who's notable to open some doors. Okay. So I, by the way, I noticed when I went to your website that you had this $10 giveaway. What's, what's yeah. that about? What do you get for $10 or what is the $10 giveaway? Oh, it's uh, we have a, we have a newsletter. Um, it's called the wild bound breeze um, that, you know, comes out every week and and it's you know it talks about what's going on in the book industry it has helpful tips for authors um you know and it always has a writing contest um you know at the end or some sort of you know where you have to write a caption for an image or you know something fun for writers to get creative and then um we always select a winner and the winner gets 10 bucks oh oh okay yeah. uh what is um who produces that is, is that you are you the one who's responsible for content on that it's, uh, uh, well, we, we always, you know, have an editorial meeting in terms of, you know, what we want in the newsletter, but then one of our team members is handling it. Okay. Uh, and I'm just kind of curious because it just seems you've got so much going on. How do you schedule your time? Do you use any tips or any tricks that, you know, just to make sure you get through the day and everything gets covered? Um, I think it helps to get up at 5.30 every morning. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I would say that, and I also think that, um, you know, 
I think on the one hand, you have to be really disciplined. Um, you know, as you know, too, I feel like it's really easy to, um, you know, to, to, I don't want to say procrastinate, but it's like the sort of thing where you have your list and, you know, and, and instead of doing the list, you kind of go, oh, you know, you go with, with, with the thing that you kind of want to, you know, or you save the stuff that's the hardest for last. Like, I always just feel like, okay, you know, first thing in the morning, I'm going to plow through the stuff that I really don't want to do. And then for some reason, the rest of the day just kind of, you know, seems much easier. Um, so I do that. And I think on the other hand, though, too, is, you know, both my husband and I, we are perfectionists. But, you know, I feel like you just always have to do the best you can within the circumstances, you know. And sometimes it's just, you know, uh, you're just human and you're just going to have to say, okay, fine, this is good enough. It's good enough, you know? So um, I think I think that's kind of a good, you know, attitude to have. Um, but, uh, you know, Actually, I think that's a great, great message for writers. It's good enough, finally, because, you know, some writers yeah. will just, okay, I'm on draft number yeah. 25 now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think you also mentioned something great, which is true, is I think a lot of writers, you know, they, they're, they're afraid that they are not good enough. And so it's almost like they kind of undermine themselves then by saying, oh, you know, I'm just going to kind of put my stuff out there and, you know, it's not, it's not that good anyway, so who cares? You know what I mean? Like they kind of self-sabotage, you know? So I feel like, you know, you really, you have to work really hard and do your best, but then you put it out there and, you know, and then it's it's kind of anybody's game. Yeah. You know, you just have to I, th I feel like it's a matter of self-respect. You know, you just have to say, I did my best. I put it out there. I'm proud of it. I don't care what anyone else says. You know, like, I think you really just have to, you know, be proud of your of your work and do your best. And then and if you do your best, then you should know inside that, you know, it's I did my best. And if some people don't like it, there's nothing I can do about it. So in terms of promotion, what do you do? Where does it, where will people, if, uh, you know, I sign up with you guys and, and mm -hmm. you approve of my book, et cetera, and it's professional enough, which is mm -hmm. very, very important, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what happens? Where will I start to go and say, hey, that's my book? Or, hey, uh, especially if I'm uh, an independent and I'm not somebody who can necessarily be in bookstores or, or even go to bookstores and do readings right. or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, so we, all our campaigns are completely tailored to, to every client. And so, you know, with some traditionally published authors, you know, we do full, you know, kind of full campaigns that involve, you know, social media and, you know, a media outreach that, that includes, you know, print magazines and newspapers and, you know, and online and radio and TV and, you know, the whole gamut. And, you know, and we build their website and, you know, and we produce a book trailer. And I mean, there's just, there's a lot that you can do. Um, but so it just depends for every client. I would say for self-published authors, the first thing that we start with is to make sure that, um, well, to work with branding, because I feel like that's something really important. You know, you really need to know who you are as an author, you know, and, and, and what your brand is, you know, how you kind of want to communicate with your audience. And so that starts with a professional website um, that starts with, you know, social media channels. Um, we always, you know, all of our clients are at least on Facebook and Twitter. That's just kind of a must, you know. And then it's about, you know, what's the content that you're putting out that will engage your target audience. And, um, you know, and then we really start building their audience. So we don't even do any media outreach or anything else until we have a really solid platform going. Um, because, you know, as a self-published author, you really, you know, 
you have to establish your credibility with media and with your readers. And so, you know, social media is a great way to do that, you know, to make connections and, you know, to put yourself out there and, you know, and to really work on your public image. And once you have that, then, you know, then we do media outreach. And I would say with, with self-published authors, you know, we really try to, um, it, it's really hard with a self-published book to get into the regular um, review sections of like, you know, big, big, big newspapers like the Washington Post, New York Times, and so on, or magazines and so on. But, you know, they always have other sections where they do profiles or they do interviews or they just they just write interesting stories. So so we always lead with the personality for self-published clients because then we can say, okay, you know, maybe we can pitch them an interview or a story on this author and the book will be plugged in that story. It won't be in the, you know, review section, but, you know, we still have, you know, a, we still have a story in whatever Seventeen magazine or the New York Times, or so. So we kind of, it's kind of a backdoor approach in a way to get book review coverage, but it works. Um, so that's that's kind of the approach for self-published authors. Well, a lot of uh, um, the general thinking out there is that the more books you write the better off you're going to be. And you can even yep. start to bundle your books, especially if you're, you know, keeping to a series. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's true as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have we have a lot of clients that have, you know, written they're like on their, you know, fourth or fifth book, you know, and in a series. And it's just amazing. Like it just keeps giving, you know, because, you know, you keep building your audience and building your audience. And the more books you have out there, the more, you know, chances to be discovered by, you know, your target reader you have. And, and then for every book, you can always go back to the audience you already have that keeps growing and growing. So, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, if you can, you know, depending on what genre you're writing in, if you can make it a series, yes, definitely. By all means, go for it. Would you have any advice for that author that just starts with that first book? You know, he's got no reviews. He's got or he or mm -hmm. she have got no reviews. They they've got the one book out. They've got so many Facebook friends. I mean, what do they do to try and get some traction on it? Um, I, I would definitely, you know, with the first book, like if you know it's going to be a series, um, I would definitely announce that. And so so you kind of create some sort of anticipation with the reader. Right. And then and then in the meantime, as you're writing the second book and the first book is already out, you know, Use, you know, engage your audience with, you know, excerpts or outtakes, you know, from the book, you know, or, or kind of let them into your writing process of saying, oh, you know, right now I'm writing this scene with this character. And because, you know, you already have that audience that knows the first book. So they're invested in the first book. So, you know, you kind of start stringing them along and keeping them engaged in kind of what's happening in the development, you know, of the book. And sometimes, you know, we have some authors that really use their audience and they have come up with amazing ideas for the second book. Um, you know, through social media, through feedback, you know, through social media. And, you know, so you're really writing to your reader, which is awesome. Now, it seems to me that the direction that, that you guys are going um, is, you know, you're helping, you know, shape and helping promote in a world where traditional publishing no longer, you're, you're kind of filling that gap that traditional publishing doesn't do anymore. Right. And, and um, you know, it's a very necessary gap. To, that needs to be filled. But really, if you start working with independents, it seems to me that you could become your own imprint. Is that something you guys have thought about? We have. We have. Yeah, it's definitely something that, you know, we want to look into down the line just because, 
you know, we've now worked with um, a lot of self-published authors where we've been there from the very beginning. Um, so we've taken them through the actual steps of, you know, getting their book ready for, uh, you know, to be uploaded and, you know, and kind of just making sure that, you know, everything aligns and, you know, and so the whole book production process actually, before we even go into the promotion and we really enjoy it. We really, we really do. Um, so I think at some point in the future we will. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're almost out of time. So, uh, let's see, is there anything that you want to discuss that I haven't brought up? <laughs> um, you know, I think, you know, we already talked about it a little bit, you know, in terms of, um, you know, self-publishing and, you know, I really feel like, um, we're always impressed by writers and we always, that the writers that we see succeed are the people, you know, who really go out on a limb, who really say, look, I'm, I'm passionate about this. I'm taking this seriously. And, you know, who really go for it because it is, you have to make an investment, you know, you know, it's, it's not the kind of thing where you can just kind of dip your toe you know, in it and, and just see what happens. You know, you really have to say, I'm going to go for it. And, you know, and that's, those are the people that we have seen succeed. So, you know, I really would say, trust yourself, you know, and, and always remember, I think that's one thing too, because it's a, it's a, it's a tough process going, going through it. And I think it's always good to remember like why you really feel like you had to write this book you know, and what was really at the core of this whole thing, because it's so easy to to kind of lose sight of it. And, you know, there you are in the middle of promotion and everything just feels like a chore. And so <laughs> I think always kind of going back to what was that spark? You know, I think that I think that really helps. OK, well, um, I think the we could sum that up and you need to believe in yourself. You yeah, need to believe exactly. in what you're doing. Yep. Uh, how do people get in touch with you? Um, you can, the best way to get in touch with us is to go to our website and on the contact page, um, you know, if you're interested in potentially working with us, um, there is a, a prospective client questionnaire that just kind of helps us, you know, get some idea of who you are and, and what your goals are and what your needs are and fill that out and then send it to us, um, at the email given on the contact page and we'll be in touch. Okay. Um, thank you very much. You've been very, very good and very helpful. And uh, the writer's mind, and of course me, uh, appreciate it. Thank you again. Absolutely. My pleasure. <laughs>